This is Annie Stevens-Gleason, Minister for Worship and Incorporation at the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'd like to welcome you to our worship podcast. This is the Holy Eucharist, Rite 2, for November 13, 2022.
Good morning. Welcome to Church of the Redeemer. It is such a joy to have the opportunity to be here with you today, to worship with you, and to share in this space with you. I want to say a special welcome to those of you who are joining us for the first time, uh, or for the first time in a long time. It is a joy to have you with us as well, a special joy. And for those who are joining us online on our live stream, hello. It is so good that you're with us as well. Thank you for joining us. We would love to get to know you. If we don't already, you can reach out to us by coming to our website, redeemer-cincy.org. That's redeemer-cincy with a y.org. There you can click on the About tab. You can learn uh, more about us, and you can contact us so we can learn more about you and welcome, us in, welcome you into the life of this parish. I just have a few announcements today that I want to make to you all uh, before we begin. First of all, I want to make sure that you all know that you are invited to join us after the service for coffee hour in the Great Hall. We've got some wonderful treats out there, some coffee as well, and we hope, and, and even though it's uh, cold outside, stay inside with us in the Great Hall. We'll get together, we'll be together for a little bit of time there, and that would be wonderful. Um, what else do I want to let you know about? I want to tell you, of course, as many of you already know, I want to remind you that our annual giving campaign is ongoing, which means if you haven't already, it is time to make your financial commitment for 2023. Uh, you can do that with your app. Last week during this service, I pulled up my app on my phone and I made that pledge in about 30 seconds. You can do that too. You can also do it online, or if you prefer, there are pledge cards in the narthex, which is the church word for lobby, uh, in the narthex there are pledge cards, and you can fill out and drop in the designated giving spots there in the narthex. Uh, those are confidential, of course, and will be treated as such. If you have any questions at all about what it means to make a financial commitment to this church, or if you have any questions about what kind of commitment uh, you should be making, uh, you are welcome to reach out to me. I would love to have that conversation with you. That, too, is a confidential conversation um, and, um, and is one that is... Uh, based in our shared discipleship and our relationship with each other and with this church and with God. Uh, so I'm, I'm grateful to have the opportunity to talk with you about making a commitment to this church if that's something you want to know more about. We have a couple of really wonderful things coming up. I want them on your radar. This coming Friday, November 18th, is the deadline to donate for Thanksgiving to the Meek Virtual Boxes. There's information on how to participate under the Notices tab on our app and on our website under Serve. You can find it on the E! News as well, the Meek Virtual Boxes. This is us donating money to Meek so that we can help families uh, buy their own Thanksgiving dinners and have their own Thanksgiving dinners. It's a wonderful um, uh, ministry of which we've been a part for many years. Hope you will join us in that by this Friday. That is the deadline to donate for that. And then next Sunday is our annual Advent Wreath Workshop. Um, and uh, I, I want to say almost like our, our first annual wreath Advent wreath making because we haven't been able to do it in person in three years. So it's our it's our first annual Advent wreath making workshop uh, in three years in the Great Hall uh, between services, and I'm so excited that not only will we have the Advent wreaths that we can be making, but we will also have wonderful Christmas shopping uh, with some of our wonderful items, um, handmade collection from our knit and kittens. So our, our knitting ministry, which is a powerful ministry in the life of this church. Uh, they've got beautiful things, and they will have those for sale in the Great Hall alongside the Advent Reads. I hope you will come check that out and see our knitting kittens, see their wares, and get yourself an Advent wreath and some wonderful gifts for Christmas. And we do have some wonderful programming planned for Advent. Please make sure to check out our website under the Connect tab uh, for the Advent page, as well as on the app, the Advent. There will be a little Advent button on your app. You can tap on that, see all the info. 
These are all of the things I wanted to tell you about. I am, as always, reading the announcements off of the Church of the Redeemer app, which you can have on your phone. Uh, and if you have any questions about how to get that, please do let me know. I, oh, I'm going to say one last thing, just a reminder. Uh, we will be singing our um, gospel song today, a cappella. That means we will not have, the accompanist will start it off and let us know what it sounds like, and then we will do all the singing. So just be prepared for that. When he stops, uh, he's not forgotten. We're, we're doing that on purpose, and, and, and we're going to sing together. So I invite you please to stand as you are able at this time, and we will begin worshiping together. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And blessed be God's kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Please pray with me. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear what the Lord Jesus Christ, Christ says. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Blessed Lord, who caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant us so to hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which you have given us in our Savior, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. I invite you please to be seated. A reading from the prophet Malachi. See, the day is coming, burning like an oven, when all the arrogant and all the evildoers will be stubble. The day that comes shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts, so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. But for you who revere my name, the sun of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. The word of the Lord. reading from Paul's second letter to the Thessalonians. 
Now we command you, beloved in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to keep away from the believers who are living in idleness and not according to the tradition that they receive from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to imitate us. We were not idle when we were with you, and we did not eat anyone's bread without paying for it. But with the toil and labor, we work night and day so that we may not burden any of you. This was not because we do not have the right, but in order to give you an example to imitate. For even when we were with you, we give you this command. Anyone unwilling to work should not eat. For we hear that some of you are living in idleness, mere busybodies, not doing any work. Now such persons we command and exhort in the Lord Jesus Christ to do their work quietly and to earn their own living. Brothers and sisters, do not be weary in doing what is right. The word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. When some were speaking about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, Jesus said, As for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. They asked him, Teacher, when will this be? And what will be the sign that this is about to take place? And he said, Beware that you are not led astray, for many will come in my name and say, I am he, and the time is near. Do not go after them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for these things must take place first. But the end will not follow immediately. Then he said to them, 
Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and in various places famines and plagues. And there will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. But before all this occurs, they will arrest you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. This will give you an opportunity to testify. So make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance, for I will give you words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents and brothers, by relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your souls. The Gospel of our Lord. Open our minds, warm our hearts, but also bend our wills, for we seek to hear your word. Amen. You guys, I have the weirdest job. I have the weirdest job. <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful job. It's, it's a blessed vocation, but it's also really kind of out there. It's, it's really kind of weird. And yesterday, just yesterday, someone asked me to describe it to them. What do you do? What's your job? All I could come up with in the moment was that my job is to see and help people be love in the midst of calamity. And I fail at it a good bit of the time. I should have just read them this passage from Luke. There will be wars, earthquakes, hunger, and death, but this is not the end. All those shiny exhibitions of wealth that we accumulate to distract us from this horror, it will crumble to dust. But don't be afraid. People that you think have it all figured out will help coach you in how to get the fastest sports car 
and the hottest bod and the picturesque house that is decorated for every single season and have the most put-together looking life. And our gospel says, that's crap. <laughs> None of it actually means anything. And though it might bring us a little bit of happiness, it's not what brings us joy. At my deepest core, I believe this. And still, I fail at my job. I want my children to be discerning and polite. I want my house to be clean and orderly. I want my jeans to fit like they did five years ago. <laughs> I am a straight-up human person, and I'm not always amazing at my job. I very much want not to care about material things or ever be overcome by adversity. But sometimes I am. And that's why I know for sure, with absolute certainty, that we need Jesus. Because even those of us who are ordained to tell the good news cannot be the good news. Only Jesus can be that for you. I had a completely different sermon prepared for this week. And then yesterday, I had an amazing experience. I had the experience of being a book in the human library. If you've never heard of this before, it is a lot like what it sounds like. A collection of people with stories to tell gather together at the public library and make themselves available to be read by others. You literally walk in and choose a one-word title and check out a human person, a total stranger. And you get to have a 20-minute conversation with them and ask them anything you ever wanted to know about their life. Some of the titles from yesterday were drag queen, Jew, atheist, furry, black, adult caregiver, and in my case, priest. The overall purpose of this international organization 
is the destruction of stereotypes. It brings to life the old adage, don't judge a book by its cover. I was honestly completely floored at some of the questions that people asked of me. How are you happy all the time? How do you never have any doubts? And what makes you think that being a Christian is worth your time? All at once, I understood why Jesus says not to prepare your defense in advance. Because honestly, I had thought for weeks leading up to this, and even in my training, what kind of questions people might ask of me, and none of these were on my list. I wasn't prepared. And so I had a choice. Do I clean it up and make it look all neat and lovely and wonderful? Or do I tell the truth? How are you happy all the time? I'm not. How do you never have any doubts? I have plenty to spare. What makes you think that being a Christian is worth your time? I don't always know that it is. But in spite the truth of these answers, I still believe that love is always there in the midst of catastrophe. And that God asked me to help people find it. Sometimes I have wanted to quit. Sometimes the bad stuff seems insurmountable. The chaos too consuming. The allure of materialism too great the comfort of idleness, so appealing. But to this day, I have never in my life seen something more beautiful than a woman of wealth getting down on her hands and knees to scrape guck and leaves and mud out of the gutters of her poor neighbor's home. I have never seen something more majestic than a man spending all day preparing a vegan meal for grieving guests whose faith implores them not to kill for meat. 
Never have I seen love like that of a spouse who wipes the spit out of the crease of their beloved's lips when they can no longer do that for themselves. And never, ever have I known anything greater than the story of someone willing to give up their life to save others from believing that there's anything greater than love. I have the weirdest job. <laughs> it's the most beautiful job, though, because I get to tell people the story of a man who lived in this world just like us, in this same world that we live in, and to choose to love it rather than just survive it. Yesterday was filled with theodicy for me. It gave me a chance to ask, what in the world are we doing here? What is the point of all of this? And how can we be what our creator hopes for us to be? You may have heard the saying, you are what you eat. I don't believe this is just a simple dieting mantra or a catchy weight loss plan. I think it is a profound statement about consumerism, a statement of true and unwavering reality that we, as human people, quite literally become the things that we consume. I think it works also for you are what you read. Yesterday's experience of human connectedness showed those who served as human books and their human readers that the human story has the power to change everything. That hearing someone else's words and their experience can change what matters to you and what you search for in this life. Stories can change the way you view people, and it can change the way you view yourself. It brings into the light the promise that if all people are created in the image of God, which is what we say we believe, that the more we know and understand and read people, the more we know and understand and see God. If all we consume is the news of destruction and hate and violence, if, if all we hear 
is the noise of consumerism. We begin to believe that that's all there is. Life becomes about getting ahead and having it all, even at the expense of others. But if we look and listen for love, we can have a different story. What if instead of fear and insecurity and scarcity and violence, we consumed goodness and love and kindness? What if instead of eating the bread of anxiety, we saw the beauty of bread that is broken because it can be shared? What if instead of keeping only to ourselves, we opened wide the doors of hospitality? And if instead of sitting in pits of despair, we allowed ourselves to hope for something better? What would we be like? And what would this world be like? Our collect for today asks us to consume holy scriptures. It asks us to read this story of redemption and belonging, a story of healing a story of the endurance of the human heart and the human ability to co-create life with God in so many different forms. In children, in art, in gardens, in redeemed social conditions, in friendships. And to do this in the midst of unspeakable horrors. The prayer asks us to read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest this story, to literally take it in and allow this story to be a part of us, to allow the story to change us, I think that's why I do what I do. It's why I keep coming back to this work. Because despite the disaster of this world we live in, I still believe that the greatest story ever told is in that book. And if given the opportunity to testify, his life can be my word. Endurance feels very real today. And I think that as Christian people, 
We find ourselves running this race and we can often think that we are alone in it. But as I sat last night thinking how to tell this story, I realized that I love my job because it's your job too. So if you find yourself sharing the good news in the midst of a chaotic world, please know that you are not alone. Amen. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, she is worshiped and glorified. She has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Father, we pray for your holy Catholic Church. Grant that every member of the church may truly and humbly serve you. We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons. That they may be faithful ministers of your word and sacraments. 
we pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. That there may be justice and peace on the earth. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake. We pray for all who suffer, especially Linda Borden, Martin Pop, Louise Lanouette, Pearson Daly, Roger Foote, Frank Keenan, Lori Callahan, Gail Lincoln, Jay Arisman, Scott Gunn, Nancy Dankert, Bill Taman, Elizabeth Ross, Pam Leonard, Marilyn Ott, Mike Krug, Katherine Albertson, Ann Blenker, Bob McGonagall, Lee Hardy, Patty Livermore. Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble. We pray for those who have died, especially Mark Beatty, father of Keith. Give to the departed eternal rest. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. We remember before you with grateful hearts the men and women of our country who in the day of decision ventured much for the liberties we now enjoy. Grant that we may not rest until all people of this land share the benefits of true freedom and gladly accept its disciplines. Let us pray for our own needs and those of others. O Lord, our God, accept the fervent prayers of your people. In the multitude of your mercies, look with compassion upon us and all who turn to you for help. For you are gracious, O lover of souls, and to you we give glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you.
Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. I invite you to stand as you are able. The peace of the Lord be always with you. My friends, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God.
I'm really glad that this is all written down and we're doing this next part together because who wants to follow that sermon and that performance? (laughs) I invite you please to stand. The Lord be with you. you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. For by water and the Holy Spirit you have made us a new people in Jesus Christ our Lord to show forth your glory in all the world. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Holy and gracious Father, in your infinite love you made us for yourself. And when we had fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death, you, in your mercy, sent Jesus Christ, your only and eternal Son, to share our human nature, to live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to you, the God and Father of all. He stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will, a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. We celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask 
through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Hallelujah. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
Please stand as you are able. Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and the love of God and of God's Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen.
Let us go forth in the name of Christ. Thanks be to God.